He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Here we go. Last full show of the week. It's Thursday. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. Damn glad to be with you today. We got a guest coming up here in about one minute. But before we get there, some housekeeping, if if you don't mind. And the first thing is, I, I got to remind you, there's going to be no show on Monday. We'll talk about it again later. We'll talk about it in booze and banter today. But we'll be out filming some commercials for Mammoth Nation. Uh, so we won't have a show or booze and banter that day. Also, a reminder to subscribe right here on Rumble because we're transitioning further and further away from YouTube. So please. Uh, do that and thank you in advance for doing so and let's get to before we bring on our guests real quick let's get to question of the day which is this you got to dig deep here some of you it's like right there like you were singing it right before the show started in your head it might have sounded good it might not have sounded good but the question is this what is the most epic rock ballad of all time everyone's got a slightly different definition of ballad it's fine it's fine but send in your answers this go i'm putting you on the spot first what is See, it? I, <laughs> I actually, uh, I've thought about this, and um, I'm going to give my answer in Booze and Banner. It's going to be the rollout. Who said so. you get to do that? Okay, it's going to be the rollout? You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to know what my answer is, head on over to locals, uh, com, sign up for to become a member. And then you can see what what I think is the most epic rock Most ballad. epic, okay. All time. American Pie. Which it's getting... actually... It's actually kind of weird. I had to go in and like look it up, and I, there's a whole list that it, like this, this website has done a really good job. Top 200 rock ballads. Wow. Okay. And uh, it's it's pretty like I was out. Like, yes, yes, yes. It's uh, digitaldreamdoor.com. They're not a sponsor, but just check them out. They have it. It's okay. Really cool. So. Yeah. Way to send way to send traffic away from the show. Um, so <laughs> so the question. A lot of people asking to repeat the question. We've got some good answers coming in. Bohemian Rhapsody, American Pie. Hotel California, all sorts of great stuff. The question was, what is the most epic ballad of all time, rock ballad of all time? So send yours in. Oh, man. I, you know what's a good one that's underrated? I, I looked at some lists, too, because I was like, you know what, what? What falls in this category? What doesn't? And all the ones you're listing, Stairway to Heaven's probably the most popular answer for this. I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, okay? Yep. Another yep, Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, would you would you have? I mean, here's for everyone else. Would you thought that? I had to phrase this because, but would you have thought that the song "Imagine" would be the number one rock ballad? I didn't think that was a rock no. ballad, but no. according to this, it's it's a slow to medium romantic, sentimental, or narrative song, usually relating to a single dramatic event. Okay, all right. You know, it's kind of a fun one. I, I don't know that it's my ultimate answer, but I think I'm going to go with it today because it's a fun song, and there's some parts that just rock. Is November Rain. Mm. I think it's a fun mm. one. Every rose. Now, would you, you consider know. like would you consider like Purple Rain to be a rock ballad or no? A lot of places I saw did, and that's a great song. Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I I originally would not have put that in there. Um, Bad Moon Rising, Faithful by Faithful by Journey, I the Tiger, Cashmere, so many good ones. Some Aerosmith songs. Freebird, yeah, it counts. Call him Grandma. You whatever yeah. you want to put out there. This is your. Oh yeah. This is my show, but it's your answer. So um, <laughs> anyways, keep sending them in. Keep the chat going. We're so glad that all of you guys are here. It's fun to see people coming in uh, on all the different platforms. But rather than do the home title lock read today, I thought it would be better to bring on a guest 
who's going to tie in perfectly. And I mean, like, absolutely perfectly with it. You might have seen this individual, Matthew Cox, with home like uh, home, home, home title lock commercials on television. And there's a reason that home title lock picked this dude. And there's a reason we're bringing him on the show as well to talk about this because he served time in prison, which he'll tell you openly, says it in the commercials openly for fraud, mortgage fraud, among other things. And guys, let me tell you, if you're going to do something, I always say, if you're going to do something, do it right. He did it right. He did it right. He did lots of it, lots of it, but he's, he's out now. He's doing amazing things, talking about this, bringing awareness to it, bringing attention to it and how easy this crime is, how it can affect everyone. And he's here with us now. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you, I mean, there's a, I wish we had more time, but you served a lot of time. You, you were sentenced to 26 years, right? In prison for fraud. Right. I Got did out 13. early. Did, yep. Did. did, did plenty by the way. And I'd love to, I, I, on a side note, I'd love to just sit and talk with you sometime about what that experience was like, but you're, you're now out and you're educating people on how home title theft works and all of that stuff, just how dangerous it can be. And, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the threats that are, are there, how easy it is, all of that stuff. But how, like, give us a little sense of your background and experience, which I know spans a, a long distance and different locations and different names and all of that stuff. But let the audience know a little bit about who you are, how you did this. Uh, I, I owned a mortgage company, got in trouble, and then started running uh, various mortgage scams. And the most lucrative and easiest mortgage scam was title theft. And so I borrowed one of the scams. I think the largest one, I borrowed $11.5 million in Tampa, borrowed three and a half million in, in Nashville, Tennessee, got another 1.3 million in South Carolina. Uh, you know, basically it was, uh, it was manipulating titles and, um, some, and, and a lot of it was title theft, just basically just taking people's titles, forgiving the mortgages, impersonating them or placing their property in someone else's name and then borrowing money against their properties. That's crazy. And so you, 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 you had the inside track on this because, again, as you said, you worked in a mortgage company. Right. Understood how it worked. And basically you would go and, and manipulate or get one of these, right? This is a Florida quit claim deed, which has been – you know, this is a demo, but it's been fake. Someone's gone in, forged my signature, at which point they could file that and then they could take out those loans. Those are huge amounts of loans, by the way. Uh, they could take out loans, home equity loans, and you don't know about it until it's too late. Like, how, I mean, how did that work on the back end? Again, this doesn't even necessarily tie into the home title lock per se. I mean, it does, but like, how would that work on the back end? How long would it take for people to catch up? and realize what had happened before it was too late months and they never, you know, by the time they figure out what's happened, it's, it's too late. I mean, I've, I've either sold their property or, or I've taken out multiple mortgages on the property and I'm gone. I've gotten the money and I'm gone. And then three, four five months later, several banks are trying to foreclose on their property. And they're trying to figure out how this happened and they go to law enforcement and law enforcement's seldomly any help. Right. And, uh, you know, not because that, you know, they, they, not because they don't, you know, they don't want to help. They just don't understand it's not the their crime. expertise. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not, yeah, exactly. And they don't understand. And they think it's, 
it's a civil matter and it's not a civil matter if I stole your identity or I stole your house. So yeah, it could be months and months. And the, the real problem is that unless you have someone monitoring your title, you, you don't find out until it's too late. And now how do you, an average person fix something like this? You have to go, you have to, you need 10, 20, $30,000 to hire an attorney to try and fight with the mortgage companies or banks to try and stop foreclosures on your property. Right. You yeah. Know, you can't do that. You're not a lawyer. Right. You know, some guy, some guy who is a manager somewhere, he doesn't, he can't take the time off to suddenly become an attorney and fight this in court. No, He'll exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge expense. It's a beyond a huge headache. It's a huge time suck. It's all of those things. And it's, it's for the most part, all preventable. I mean, how easy is it for you to get in and get this? Because all, all of the home titles are online, right? That was a switch that people would think, oh, technology, that's great. Let's make it more accessible, which is it's good for you. Now. It's easier now than ever. It, it's, everything's online. I used to have to actually go into, uh, into public records and, and search the titles and then get a copy of your warranty deed or your deed and satisfy your mortgage. And I used to have to do that. I would have to do that by going into public records. Now you can do it all online and you can record the documents online. So I don't have to mail them in or, or even go in myself. I can just scan the document sitting at a Starbucks and I can satisfy all the loans on your house and transfer the deed to your house into someone else's name or keep it in your name and simply sell the property without even getting an appraisal just by doing what's called a, um, an online appraisal or a, um, or a drive-by appraisal. They don't even have to go in your house. You can be living in your house and I could do this. And it's easier now than ever. That's crazy. I mean, that, a lot of people are saying in the comments on all the different platforms, which we see on this, the space command shipped here, uh, it's some crazy shit. And it just is. I mean, this is insane stuff. And here's the thing, it's real. Like, yes, we're partnered with oh, Home yeah. Title Lock now and they're a sponsor of the show now. And that's 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 a reason we're talking about this. But as I've learned about this, as I was telling the audience this week, as I've learned more about this this week, you know, you hear about the fraud stuff that's out there. You kind of just hope, like, man, I hope that doesn't happen to me. That sounds like a pain in the ass. That sounds expensive. That sounds like well, all of those things. But, but it's happening it's, it's, to people. Yeah, and it's not expensive. And here's the thing, I'm sure you have push notifications and, and on all of your credit cards, right? You use I use my my credit card and immediately says Bing thirty five dollars just spent at Outback Steakhouse, but the the most precious thing you've got in your life, which is your house, you have no notification on the title to that property. You think it's safe, and trust me, it's not safe. Yeah, well, exactly. And and enter Home Title Lock, which is which is you know very cheap and 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 provides those alerts and. Great service, great all of those things, and, and all the audience members here get a free home title scan, um, which is awesome. We'll tell them about that at the end again here too. But he, someone asked here, do the titles have to be online? Like, is that a mandated, regulated thing now? Public records. It's public records. There's nothing you can do. Man. So so how much is this? I mean, obviously you went in and spent time. The game was different back then. As you were saying, you know, just moments ago, it's gotten even easier now. How, how much has this crime scaled over over the last decade or so? So when I was doing it, it it wasn't you know nearly um, as prolific as it is now. I mean, it is it's happening more and more. You know, what it reminds me of the tax scam. The first few people who were doing filing income tax in other people's names, it was a small group. But what happens is those 
criminals start teaching other criminals and they teach other criminals. And before you knew it, very non-sophisticated criminals are able to pull this off. It seems sophisticated, but it's really not. Yeah. Not especially now. It's well, it's it's it is the fastest growing white collar crime uh, in in the U.S. I think that's the FBI said that. Wow. Well, it makes sense, right? Because as you've talked about, I saw a video of you talking about it before. You got a house that was you know title to a house that was two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something like that. We're able to go to a hard money lender, get a million dollars of credit on that. Like it, we're talking big dollars here. Like this is this is big money. Some of those loans you talked about earlier, that's massive. By the way, yeah. all that all that got seized, right? Everything got seized. Yeah. yeah, they don't let you keep any of that. I was gonna say, I mean, like, I, I, I'm I'm cheering for you, um, but 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 that that would be a lot of uh, just it's anyways. All that to say, it's it's a crazy thing. It's a real thing. So I, I'm really grateful of you coming on the show and being so open and and it's awesome that you're on track and and pushing back against the very thing that you did and helping others understand just how dangerous it is now. So it's Kudos to you um, for, for all of that and all the work you're doing with it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I'm glad to come on. And I'd also like to throw in uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights uh, by Meatloaf. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice your answer. selection. I like it. Just saying. Just Man, saying. We talk you know? about Meatloaf a lot on the show. Just we do. So you know. it's, yeah, it's I'm going to in here. I, let, me, let me throw. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble because we kind of – let our hair down here uh, a little too much sometimes, but you're, maybe your answer is clean and you're just a, 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 a better person than I am. But the, the, the question that we have about meatloaf is he always says, you know, I do anything for love, but I won't do that. Do you know what he's talking about? Cause we always talk about that around here. I, I think I, 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 I always assumed it was uh, infidelity being unfaithful. That's what I thought it was, but that—that's a much better answer. We, yeah, yes, we, it's a much better answer yes, than yes. what, what we've come up with. <laughs> let's go with let's go with that. It's a family show today, folks. You're welcome. Um, no, uh, well, I love the answer. That's a great answer, and I loved having you on, uh, Matt. Thank you so thank much you. for coming. I, I appreciate you being here. Thank you, and thank you for your service. Hey, absolutely, my pleasure. Have a great weekend. You too. All right. All right, so thanks to Matt for being here. Folks, check it out. We talk about it. It's HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Drew. HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Drew. Get a free home title scan. It's $100 value. You can find out if you've already been put in jeopardy. If you're, if you're not, there's so much um, to learn about this scary and dangerous crime. So please go check it out. They're great sponsors of the show. We're appreciative of Matt, Matthew, Matt coming on the show uh, to talk about it. Man, I mean, it really is. Like, you get to thinking about it. And I've, I've got, we've got the product, by the way, now. We're, we're, we're doing it in my family. Because you start reading about it, it's like, well, how the hell do I not do this? Well, yeah, it's like the first time you, your, your social gets, gets taken. You know, like you decide to take action and you get like the secure and all. Because you're like, oh, we're fine. And then it happens. And then you're like, crap, my identity got stolen. And then you start putting it down. But the good thing here is we're able to, you don't have to have the deed to your house get stolen yes. from you and, and, and millions of dollars get taken out on a loan based on your name and your property. Right. Well, so, I, I mean, you know, yeah. Wouldn't you want an alert stuff. if that happened? Um, yeah, of course. A hundred percent. You can 100%. get it now. You can get it now. Um, Tom Graham, I mean, that was would, a great question, uh, by the way, on on <clears throat> does the title have to be online? And and I had been told by them it does. He, he confirmed it. Um, that's just the way things are going. And that's what's crazy about this world is, 
is I feel like we take so many steps forward. And while we think we're taking steps forward, that is, we're really kind of going back. And I, I had to go go get a, this is, this works and doesn't work as an analogy here, but I'm going to tell you anyways. So I had to go get a new phone today because my phone starts looking like the matrix last night. And I promise I didn't do anything to it. I'm sure I did, but I, I don't know mm-hmm. what I did to it. It's, but it started doing, it. I'm like, okay, well, this isn't good. Like this is about to go. So I go get it fixed today. And you've seen the commercials about the new flip phone, but it's like a smart flip phone. And I see, I see it in the store, which I, I don't want. I want an old flip phone, but it's like, even that's like the flip phone's back. It's like, that's not the, the flip phone's not back. That's still like a trackable super engaged with a million apps and a million things flip phone that's totally different it's like i don't want it we're, we're going the wrong direction let's go backwards and people are like that doesn't make sense do you know what i'm saying yeah. hey you know, just give it like what 10 more years and then the brick phone will be yes, back and but it'll be a brick no. phone <laughs> with a huge led screen <laughs> yeah. hang on let me get this out of my pocket i mean literally <laughs> it's the size of this of this thermos right here yeah, or it was. Um, okay, so we've got some good news. Again, big thanks to to Matthew Fox Cox for coming on. Matthew Fox is from the show Lost, but big thanks to Matthew Cox for coming on. Again, get over to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew and smash that like button while you're at it. But we've got some great news. Everyone knows how much I loathe Brian Stelter, and folks, his show Reliable Sources that no one watched has been canceled. I, I wish we could play celebrate good time. Come on. People because you oh, oh, you'd hey. probably end up hey, there's Tucker. You'd probably end up taking your shirt off and dancing cuz you're that excited about it. It's great news. I saw it You've before. I would have rejiggered photos. the whole show around <laughs> it like it was last I mean we were going to have Matthew Cox on regardless, but I would have rejiggered a lot about the show um but as it is, we're just going to show you that Potato Head's gone. Uh, now, he's, he's not necessarily gone from the network. I'm sure they'll still have him in his squeaky voice come on and talk about stuff on other people's shows. But his show is gone. His show is gone, which is amazing news. We've got another appearance by Brian Stelter that's coming up in Memetastic later on in the show. But let's get to I this. I was actually surprised once I learned this that you didn't make Memetastic just all... Stelter. <laughs> Again, I didn't. Yeah, Every I didn't know. I mean, I, I didn't know. We've got stuff from last week that didn't get used. We just kind of got a weird spattering of of memes today. But, but this we'll is to... not this is not our Stelter tribute episode. But maybe we will have one. No, we will, and we know. need to come up with a video <laughs> montage. Yeah. Maybe play some. In um, the arms of the angels. Yeah, I was thinking that, or like the boys to men. Um, it's so hard to say goodbye. Um, oh so good (laughs) except for it's not because we hate you um so according to reports new testimony from the trial that has to do with the fbi's manufactured plot to kidnap governor gretchen whitmer back in 2020 remember that well it hasn't hasn't gone anywhere and it revealed there's an article on our site today and my site today um that reveal i'll put you in the hour in our site today revealed another facet of the FBI's corruption and just all of the, the controversy surrounding this case. So apparently, you remember, <laughs> apparently the FBI had asked the Michigan State Police to allow armed protesters inside the state capitol building 
during a protest that occurred over Whitmer's draconian and tyrannical lockdowns. I remember the scene well. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But it happened. So a protest that basically was was created and then and then manipulated with said request to allow the weapons in there to further demonstrate, you know, and, and, and just present the optics that go along with the narrative that we've got extremism that's running rampant, it's wild in this country, it's all over the place, and conservatives and libertarians are a threat to this nation. A threat to, as they would say, democracy, which of course we are a constitutional republic, but <clears throat> the revelation came up, and this, the FBI got kind of thrown back into this this week, even though we knew that they had manufactured this plot, when there was new testimony provided by FBI informant Dan Chappell at the retrial of Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr., two men whose previous trial ended in a hung jury, likely due to the jury not being able to come across a consensus based upon the FBI's involvement. So if you, if you remember that, basically because they had been involved with the case, tampered with it, there was, you know, you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't prosecute these guys. So between earlier this week, basically, Chappell testified how the FBI had specifically gotten in touch with Michigan State Police to have authorities allow armed men inside the Michigan State Capitol on April 30th, that protest. And <clears throat> Chappell was working for the FBI, was in attendance at that protest, alongside members of the Wolverine Watchmen, a militia group there demonstrating just how far back the FBI was sowing the seeds to manufacture this kidnapping plot. So this this testimony just further muddies the water and 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 it, well it muddies the water but it shows how these guys were involved. And during his roughly seven month tenure working as an FBI informant, he was paid rather rather well. Actually, he was paid well enough to the point where he left his day job. Left his day job. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spy on the on on American citizens for the FBI. And you had Christopher Givens, who was an attorney. For Fox, one of the one of the two being retried, and he pressed Chapel, the attorney did Christopher Gibbons, while he was on the stand, pointing out how Chapel, as an FBI informant, was only suggesting to the group uh, entrapment on violent means to deal with Whitmer. Gibbons noted how Chapel was had even pushed the idea of shooting up Whitmer's vacation home to the group, telling the witnesses, "You said it would look like a hunting accident." Chapel acknowledged the aforementioned. He said that he suggested ways to breach the governor's front door, but swore this was all just a means to keep up with his image within the group. So <clears throat> I read that article to you, or part, portions of that article, to say not only were they involved in the kidnapping plot, but they were further involved in blowing up the narrative, growing the narrative about how we've got a, a white supremacist a domestic extremist problem here in this country by allowing armed people into the Capitol, something that would not have happened under normal times. But it, it basically, it gave them B-roll. It's like, we, we need some B-roll. We need something to, to go with this. Need a little gas on the fire. Let's let people bring in firearms. And that's what happened. Well, we got a long, it's kind of a long clip here. I might pull out of it at, at one point, but... Tucker had a take on this, too, that I thought I'd share with you. Take a listen. People are supposed to be overseeing the FBI have ignored egregious examples of corruption over many years. But they're getting very hard to ignore because they're just so obvious now. And it's not just the right on Mar-a-Lago. 
Consider the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case. You may remember that story. It's from the fall of 2020. You may even have followed it a little bit and heard how it ended. So it seemed like a terrorism plot was, in fact, a setup by the government to make a group of ordinary people in Michigan look like terrifying right-wing extremists, those violent white nationalists Joe Biden is always mumbling about. Well, it turns out there aren't enough of those people in real life. They're pretty rare, actually. It's not a very racist country, despite what they tell you. So the Justice Department had to go create some, and they did. And that's not just our opinion. That was the finding of a federal jury in Michigan. So it's a shocking story, really. But the details of that story are even worse than that. They are beyond belief, and we'll tell you what they are in just a minute. But first, to set the scene, here is Gretchen Whitmer herself, governor of Michigan, announcing that she was the intended target of a terrorism plot. This is from October 8th, 2020. Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who were preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. If you break the law or conspire to commit heinous acts of violence against anyone, we will find you. We will hold you accountable, and we will bring you to justice. Oh, we'll bring you to justice. I'm so important that militia groups have organized to take me out. What a self-aggrandizing description. But the last thing she said, we'll bring you to justice, well, they actually tried to do that. They had a trial and then a retrial. And thanks to that, we have testimony and cross-examination that reveals what actually happened, how the FBI engineered this plot. Now, most of the media were paying zero attention to this. Julie Kelly of American Greatness has actually covered it, and we're grateful to her for what she's found. So here's the outline. In early 2020, a 35-year-old Army veteran called Dan Chappell, nicknamed Big Dan, was working as a contractor for the U.S. Postal Service. He drove delivery trucks. He was scrolling Facebook one night, and Chappell says he found a pro-Second Amendment group called Wolverine Watchmen. He says he just happened upon it. So Chappell testified that he was concerned by the group's criticism of law enforcement. So he went to a police officer, friend of his, and asked for advice. None of the messages within the group violated any law. But somehow, within a week, Chappell wound up connected to the FBI, to several FBI agents, including a special agent called Jason Chambers. Now, we learned through testimony in the trial this week why Chambers was interested in the case. It turns out that Chambers, in violation of FBI policy, was running a side hustle. He just incorporated a security firm called EXE Intel, and he saw his work on the Whitmer case as a way to promote his own business. We know that because throughout 2020, someone affiliated with his business, their Twitter account, repeatedly tweeted non-public information about the kidnapping case that Dan Chappell was building for the FBI. So it's not surprising, given the built-in incentives here, which were against policy once again, that Chambers appeared to do everything he could to make sure the investigation went according to plan. Now, no investigation can go according to plan because there shouldn't be a plan. An investigation is the process of finding out what happened. An investigation is not the process of orchestrating things to happen. But that's exactly what this became. In all, the FBI, with Chambers as the handler, paid Chapel, Big Dan, more than $60,000 in the course of just a few months. Today, Chappell testified that he made more money working for the FBI in seven months than he did working for the United States Postal Service over the course of an entire year. So there's a lot of money 
moving from the FBI, the federal treasury, to this informant. So the FBI told Chappell that in exchange for all of that money, he needed to start assembling a group of right-wing extremists for the FBI to prosecute. They made the whole thing up. And he did that with the FBI's help. Within a few weeks, the FBI created a new Facebook group called Patriot Three Percenters. <laughs> this is why you should be careful of Facebook, by the way. Oh, it's just this group. It looks interesting. Yeah, okay. So Chappell and several members of that group then attended a protest at the Michigan State Capitol. Look at you bringing people together, the FBI handler texted Chapel. Now, throughout that protest, which didn't look a whole lot different from the January 6th protest, Chapel kept in touch, close touch, with federal agents. He informed the feds that a 37-year-old man called Adam Fox was at the state capitol during the protest. Now, Adam Fox was got to be one of the least powerful people in our society. He lived alone with his two dogs in the basement of a vacuum repair shop. Why? Because he had no money whatsoever. In fact, he had so little money that in order to get running water to brush his teeth or use the bathroom, he had to go to a nearby Mexican restaurant and use their men's room. So Chapel began texting this diabolical mastermind, Fox, hundreds of times. But Fox seemed inherently moderate, actually. He wrote things like this, quote, Our goal is to restore the Constitutional Republic. Fox also said, quote, in our hearts and minds, we are not domestic terrorists. Oh, sounds very dangerous. So based on those text, me text messages, the FBI gave Chapel more instructions. They provided Chapel with several $5,000 limit credit cards, and they told him to give those credit cards to Fox and tell him to spend it on guns and ammunition. So Fox, despite the fact he had no money at all, he had used the men's room in a Mexican restaurant to brush his teeth, refused. On five separate occasions, he refused to take the credit cards to buy guns and ammunition. Then, what a terrorist. Then in July of 2020, Chappell suggested that Fox and others fire rounds into the governor's mansion as well as at her cottage. But the alleged plotters, including Adam Fox, again refused. They didn't want to hurt the governor. Ultimately, in August of 2020, the group started to splinter. Chapel and other informants were instructed to keep the group together. No! Keep it together! <laughs> keep the threat real! So they introduced another undercover agent who pretended to be an explosives expert. He showed the group a video of a bomb that blew up a vehicle to prove he knew what he was doing. Where'd that video come from? Well, it was made by the FBI. Is this shaking your confidence a little bit? These details are real, by the way. They came out at trial. Then the Bureau recruited a convicted felon and a longtime FBI informant called Stephen Robson to introduce a new idea to Fox, as well as to Barry Croft. This time, the idea was to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. Robson, with the FBI's money, organized several events, including a national militia conference in Ohio, training in Wisconsin, and a meeting in Delaware. FBI orchestrating all of this. On July 18, 2020, at one such militia meeting, again, organized by the FBI, when they tell you, oh, right-wing extremists. <laughs> In this case, they created them. So at this militia meeting, an alleged plotter called Ty Garbin rejected out of hand the idea of kidnapping Gretchen Whitmer. Didn't want to do it. No, I don't think so. Kidnap the governor? No, we're not crazy. We just want a constitutional republic. Okay. Then the topic came up again in August, and then another defendant called Daniel Harris was equally adamant. No snatch and grab, he said. I swear to effing God. So clearly, they said it emphatically, out loud, explicitly, these are people who are not interested in kidnapping Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. 
But the FBI kept pushing. The FBI informants drove the defendants to Gretchen Whitmer's home. Then they suggested killing the governor of Virginia, also a Democrat. On September 5th, 2020, FBI Special Agent Jason Chambers texted Chapel, quote, mission is to kill the governor specifically. What country is this? To pressure one of the defendants, a man called Barry Cross, Croft, into doing that, one FBI agent admitted this week that a female informant slept in the same hotel room as Croft. It was a honey trap. FBI agents also testified this week that they regularly got high with Adam Fox. They smoked weed with Adam Fox. They said he was so high, in fact, he was high in all of his meetings with them. Again, that's against FBI policy. You can't just give drugs to people and hope they do something bad. Well, after all of this failed to produce a kidnapping plot, it fell on yet another FBI agent called Richard Trask to build the criminal case against the defendants. Now, that same year, Trask, who has now been convicted of beating his wife, called Donald Trump a piece of excrement on social media. Really? Yeah. Just nonpartisan federal bureaucrats, public servants doing their job. So, I mean, it, it was bad before. It's gotten a whole lot worse. And it's, it's, tell you, I mean, it's fascinating if you're, if you're looking at it as a movie plot. It's not so fascinating or exciting when it's real life. And this is where we are. This is where we are in a country. It, this is where we are in terms of, politics and 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 organizations being politicized and weaponized it's it's tough it's tough scary stuff and the fbi just continues to look worse and worse and we saw merrick garland come out last week defend the fbi Defend the Department of Justice. And yeah. I mean, th th think of how they operated there to, to a lot of your comments. Think about how they operated there and then think about how that plays in with Ray Epps and so many others. The actual agents on the ground, all, all of that with January 6th. You can see how they operate. And it's terrifying. Yeah, surely. So we're going to show that. So you have Merrick Garland coming out and saying, look, I I'm going to tell you nothing, but please don't attack us. I'm sick of getting attacked. Well, Mike Pence came out and basically did the same thing. He said this about the FBI. Take a listen. Earlier today and elsewhere, I, I also want to remind my fellow Republicans, we can hold the attorney general accountable for the decision that he made without attacking rank and file law enforcement personnel at the FBI. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. And the truth of the matter is, 
We need to get to the bottom of what happened. We need to let the facts play out. But more than anything else, the American people need to be reassured in the integrity of our justice system and the very appearance of a recurrence of politics playing a role in decisions at the Justice Department demands transparency as never before. And I will continue to call on the Attorney General and the Justice Department to make that information available to the American people and do so now. All right, so <laughs> I look, it's, it's not surprising coming from Mike. That's 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 who Mike is. But he said, I mean, he says an interesting point here, and, and he's he's right. He says the American people need to be reassured of the integrity of the Department of Justice and law enforcement, you know, apparatus writ large. And we do. But that's the point that that's that's where we are. How could anyone ever be reassured? of the integrity of the, of, in this case, the Federal Bureau of Investigation with all that's happened since before Trump even entered office. How, I mean, how? And I, I look, I always say, and I, some of you guys are, are disagreeing, and, and that's fine. There, look, he, he's, he's right, and that's, there are good people there. I say it all the time. There are amazing people at CIA, at NSA, at all of these three-letter agencies. I, I swear on my life that there are. There's literally the best people I've ever met on the planet work there and do God's work and go kill bad guys. Okay? It, it, like, it's just, that is reality. Now, the ones who take part in this willingly and don't push back, don't blow the whistle, yada, 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 that's a different story. But again, we're talking about a small a small portion of, of a large, and, and, and in this case, many different organizations, large organizations. So there are some bad rank and file people. Of course, there's bad apples everywhere. The real problem is with how the leadership and the mid-level management and, and upper management have, have just broken these organizations. They've broken it. So we're at the point. I'll try and come back to that question, Michael. But we're at the point with the FBI and frankly, several places. And I'm not even just talking government organizations. Just uh, there's so many aspects of this country that just need to be burned down and rebuilt, not you know, actually burned down. but. Let's start over. Sounds drastic, sure, it does. But it's necessary on a lot of fronts. And, and again, it's not just the FBI. Some people will say, well, uh, let's just merge them. Like in the past, there's been some organizations, their missions changed, they were overhauled, and they merged with this, this other department, this other organization, this other umbrella department, whatever the case might be. And that's a possibility, of course, but if you merge with someone else, and the same personnel are there, there's always going to be concerns. And legitimately so. You can't erase those. It's just, so it, it ends up just being more of the same. So for the sake of everyone, for the sake of everyone, you have to start it over. 
obviously the left in this case is probably excited about it because it's benefiting them. It's pushing this narrative. But if, if, if they can realize, hey, the narratives that are being pushed are not true on the whole, and we collectively as a country should want fair and, and reasonable elections, we should want law enforcement, intelligence, and military organizations that are unpolitical, very apolitical as they're supposed to be, and demanded to be in their charter, by the way. That's what we should all want that. The, the, the main thing should be the safety of all of us. But it's, it's almost impossible to do that because you, unless you break it down and start over. And I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying it's necessary. If we care about this country, we care about the, the, the future of this country, it... it, it Drastic actions, it got to be done. The easiest solution of just, ah, let's try and fix this, or let's try and do that. The easiest solution is usually not the right one. We got to make bold choices here. We got we to gotta fight for how great this country is. Again, regardless of what side you're on, you don't want these people with unchecked power. You don't want the new version of the IRS that's coming out. We're going to talk about that in Booze and Banter again. You don't want any of this stuff. Because eventually it bites everyone. All of you are affected by it. And, and, and going back to your question, Michael, how do the good guys not blow the whistle? It's just not that easy. I understand where your head's at. It's not that easy. You got to understand these people who are doing these jobs. It's one, what, what they signed, they wanted to do this. They wanted to, to protect their country, go after bad guys. They've got high clearances. They've got clearances and things that say, if you talk about this, that, or the other, you, you're risking imprisonment, this, that, and the other. Like, and I get it. There's some protections for whistleblowers, but there's, there's a lot on the line, their jobs, their careers. And I'm not standing up for the ones who don't. I'm just saying, put yourself in their shoes. It's not, it's not as easy as just being like, man, I, I'm going to risk everything to do it. Again, I think they should. We're at the point where you, yeah, I mean, the easiest solution is not the answer. The easiest solution is just to be like, I hope this goes away. I hope this goes away. We're not there anymore. It's 2022. Nothing works that way. So again, not defending them, but letting you know that's, that's got to be what's going through a lot of their heads. Like, I, I, I've got kids and a wife. Like, I can't afford to not be paid and protected. Exactly. So the promise of a job, unfortunately, nowadays stands above some people's morality, you know, behind it all. Cause they're probably going, they probably go home and like, I can't believe this is what's happening, but I can't say anything, you know? And, and that's a shame that that's where it's gotten to, but that's what it's like. And then, but then you have the people who are like the whistleblowers who come out and take declass, you know, take classified information out and they're, they're called the heroes, but yes, they're not working there anymore. Right. And everything. So it's just, it's easy to sit on our side of it and be like, man, someone should really speak up. But if it was our mortgage, our children's stomachs, you know, all that stuff on the line, you probably would be keeping your mouth shut. Well, you know? and well I mean, yeah. I, some people would. Again, some people yeah. won't. And, I, and, and I, you know, Michael comes back and says, I understand it's not easy, but the country's on the line, so not supporting myself. 100%. Well, here's, here, here, yeah. Again, I'm not defending them. I think they should. You, you, if someone told me to do something that was unlawful, now it's it's gray when you work where I did because of the kind of stuff that we did. But if someone told you to do something that was 
just a, an egregious overreach and, and clearly wrong on a moral level, you got to stand up and say, hell no. Like you, like, uh, yes, there's chain, oh, hey. of, you know, chain of command and rank and all of that stuff, but you got to, you got to say no. And as much as I'm defending some of those people just saying, Hey, I get, I get where they're coming from. They're scared. They're scared of, of going up against the beast, the machine that is the radical left. They're scared of losing their jobs, this, that, and the other. At the same time, while I, I say, I understand where they're at. I'm also the one sitting here saying, burn it all down. All of them lose their jobs in this process. Yeah. So, well, I mean, hey, it's not even just on that level. I, I've lost jobs and I've worked in film and television when people have told me to do things. Obviously, it's not unlawful. I mean, maybe there could have been some that have been not requested to me, but to other people in the industry. And I would, no, that's not, no, sorry, I'm not going to do that. And then like, okay, don't come back tomorrow, you know? And it's yeah. like, well, I just, that's not who I am. I can't do that, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, some people, especially at higher levels, they have that power trip and they feel like they can get away with anything. And that's that they feel untouchable because and then now, now let's put them into FBI, CIA, wherever you want to call it in the, in the Oval Office. Doesn't matter. Now they're untouchable. Now we, I can get away with these things. That's totally fine because I'm going to have someone else do it on my behalf because I'm going to find a pressure point and go. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Debbie says my stepdad was in the FBI. And he was one of the bad ones. I'm sorry, Debbie. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to experience that. Um, again, uh, look, it's, it's, it's never easy. Uh, ultimately a lot of, a lot of reasons that people get out of government work and particularly with, with agencies like CIA, FBI, this, that, and the other is you get to do some awesome stuff for a while, management changes. And then, and then the pulse and, and everything about this country from an ideological perspective changes and people get out because they don't want to go along with the bullshit. And you know, that's one of the reasons I got out. I, want, I mean, I was gone for my family six to nine months a year. But, but you see what's happening in terms of the culture and what's important to them and what's not. And by the way, it's not the mission first. And, and you want to get out. That said, again, there's still amazing people who are working at these places. I'm just, I'm just calling for them to lose their jobs. They'll find a new one. They'll find a new one. They'll, they'll get vetted and, and get a job at the, at the new organizations that we start. They'll be great. Maybe, maybe we start the Maverick Experiment. The program that's in the in that old book. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, F News. It's already built. It. Go ahead. As I say, it's already built. You already written out. So I mean, you know, you know, we can. Yeah, I mean, funding and and legal authorities are are you know uh, something we we'd have to figure out. Well, uh, well I mean, that's just uh, details. Details. <laughs> Mere details. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. F News, boy, I need to smoke a joint and calm down. All right. Everyone, um, we're, we're, we're at this point where we've gone through some frustrating stuff. Hopefully you've gone to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. You've gotten your free home title scan because that's some scary shit. And we've gone through how just corrupt the FBI is, how it needs to be broken down. We've got booze and banter coming, but just to lighten things even before we get to booze and banter, let's do, um, let's do like something we call around here that's meme-tastic. That's, That's meme-tastic. Meme we should do that one more time. I thought you were getting ready to wrap the show, and you totally pulled it on me. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Almost not ready for that. a couple minutes. Let's, let's do some memes here. Yeah. Let's see what we got. We've got, like I said earlier in the show, we got a spattering because I don't think we did meme-tastic last week, or if we did, it was maybe on the earlier part. I, 
Yeah, I think it's actually almost been two weeks, almost. Okay. So. All right. I love it. Texas Panhandle. Yeah, that's just... awesome. Thank you, by the way. Um, okay. Let's let's uh, let's get the first one here. Yeah, I just want to resize it so it's not nice and big for everybody. So we got Merrick This Gar- is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. I like this one. Yeah. All right, here we go. Revenge of the FBI Panty Raid Edition. We've got Merrick Garland holding up presumably some of Melania's undergarments. So, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, what do we got next? Yeah. Well, let me, I'm going to switch it back to the original way so you get more, get more of the meme. Okay, yeah. All right. There we go. When you're the last man on Earth with unvaxxed sperm. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's going to only be more true as we go on from here. Um, okay, fire the next one. Let's go. Rapid fire memes. <laughs> I joked about this the other day. Here's Pete Buttigieg, our Secretary of Transportation. All I know about transportation is I've been rear-ended quite a few times. That he has. <laughs> that he has. Don't say, you know that's what? Also, don't say he's not qualified. That's also a thing that I don't want to see. <laughs> uh the yeah i definitely don't want to see that that's this one this one i thought was 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 good too just because it's you know a little play on the bible gotta love it the people marked their homes in the hopes the fbi would pass over them we know what we're talking about here folks with passover <laughs> but now it's blue and it's got a democrat sticker or logo um and it's true i mean you you're you're gonna free pass these days for now if you play along with them Stick, you know, stick in line with their narrative, yada, 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 then then you're okay for now. You will not be useful to them at a certain point, and and you'll be tossed to the curb. All right. We got, got Hunter and an FBI agent staring at a wall. <laughs> All See pictures anything? of Hunter. Nope. <laughs> not <Hold> yet. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's uh... pretty good. Okay. Who's used this? Luberol. Lube for sensitive assholes. Apply this, liberally. Apply, what's it say below that? Nine out of ten offended snowflakes. Uh, it's so blurry. <laughs> Recommend daily application of Luberol, uh, Luberol before... <laughs> I can't venturing out into the real world. There it is. Sorry, it took me a second. It's hard to read that. It's all uh, pixelated. <laughs> all right, it was good though. Luberol. Uh, Hopefully, you don't need it. I still, I still think the the man ponds. That was that was that, amazing. The, yeah, just, all all just, the verbiage and literature hole. on that box is perfect. Yeah, yeah. just pick a hole and, and pray or whatever. <laughs> oh and my hope God. for the best. Uh, all right. This is good. Way, way over there is where you go with your bullshit. Just pointing across the way. Could you imagine being like that, like the security guard that gets to walk her out? You know, that would have been, you know. <laughs> well, she hasn't been walked out yet. She's gotten. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying but when when she does. I mean, like yeah. if I was if I was there, I'd be like, what should I say? <laughs> he probably a lot of them probably like him. Here's another one. This was in part of the video clip yesterday, but here's uh, Trump going through McDonald's where Liz Cheney now works, handing him some drinks. And Trump does like McDonald's. We know that. So it makes sense. He's got a Make America Great Again tattoo on his forearm. Yes. 
Because yeah. we all know that's where Trump likes his tattoos. Yes, he's a big forearm <laughs> tattoo below the elbow guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. This is, I mean, that's all right. I identify as non-binary. I like it. It's got the flag on the hat. Not really a meme per se, but, you know, good for them. That's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good, uh, how many more we got? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let's go. Rapid fire, baby. Rapid fire. Democrats pushing for masks since 1865. There they are in the KK masks, as well as Joe and the other they have. They're awful people. Dems, nobody's above the law starter pack laptop with Hunter Biden. Emails with Hillary. Clients with Ghislaine and research with Dr. Douchebag Fauci. I like this one because I've thought of putting up a similar sign um, <laughs> at my at my house. And it's just a, if you're listening to the podcast, it's like, you know, the typical like ADT or, or whatever security company kind of stop sign looking thing that you put in your yard. And it says protected by fuck around and find out surveillance. <laughs> uh, here we go. Brittany Griner be like Mark safe from having to hear the national anthem for nine years today. <laughs> this one, uh, I texted you last week. It's just, you know, uh, this is great. Political. Yeah. This no, is a great one. Yeah. How bad do things have to be for both of these to be in town? It's the mystery machine from Scooby-Doo and, and the Ecto one from, from Ghostbusters. Filling just, up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the okay. Could you imagine being at a stoplight and being like, Oh boy. Crap. Yes. <laughs> Honey, we're moving. <laughs> which, which again, I mean, uh, kind of weird connection now to a, to fantasy shows with with Stranger Things, which I think is great, um, just because it deals with the '80s and is awesome. But if if you see those, you're leaving town. Like even if it's just for vacation. And Dottie, Dottie, I posted some of these. That's awesome. Um, if you if you shared them with us too, a lot of people shared stuff this week. Um, thank you as well. But the if you see those, you're leaving. But if you're if you're in Stranger Things, and we've talked about this before, and you live in Hawkins, why the hell are you still there? Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, after the first event, I could get it. The second one, it would be like, honey, we're leaving. Now, uh, are we selling the house? No, stuff. I yeah. don't. E- I don't even care. We're just leaving. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out once we get to where we're going. Where are we going? Don't Anywhere know. but Hawkins. But now at the end of this one, you know, like with what happened, it's like. You see, at the end, people are leaving, but they see people going to the shelter. Like, why are you going to the shelter? Right. Get out of town. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. But so there's two more. Okay. Which one are you going to go? This... Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, <laughs> you want, like, you do you want to end on a surprise or want to end on the one that you sent me? End on a surprise. If it's not good, I'll just All fire right, you. So, so this is this is the one you sent me right before the show. Yeah. I just saw this. If, uh, it's like a kind of like a Kelvin Klein style ad of Brian Stelter in a heap of potatoes. which i need you to get off the screen um and then this one there's no audio but it's a video we'll talk over but you know those videos where like uh it's someone on google earth and they're just zooming in and they find something random okay well this guy this was actually posted by dc drano and he's like you got to be kidding me um and so it's just you know all right north america i mean we can imagine what could we find in just North America, but wait, and how about Nebraska? All right. And then what do they do in Nebraska? Can anyone tell me? They make they corn. It's corn, yeah. It's, it's corn. It's all corn. But this guy, you know, he's tilling this field, so he uh, he made it a little different. 
That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Good for him. I That's, just thought, I was like, you know, you're, you're he's like losing money else. to do that, right? I mean, in theory. Well, well, so I went on and I looked at it and I found the exact same plot and he's growing corn now. So, I mean, like, so this was supposed to be he pulled the harvest. Now it's his turn to grow again. So I feel like, hey, you know what? I, I had to till it anyway. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that's, uh, you know. A true craftsman. He really he did a great <laughs> job with it. Um, he yeah. did a great job. All right. I love it. Well, we got a lot to get to on Booze and Banter today, folks. We've got Trump, who's indicated that he's seeking revenge raids and a serious crackdown on people if he were to get back into office. We've got more. <laughs> this is it's priceless. We've got more IRS footage to show with with their training we've got the Finnish pm who by the way is a smoke show no no offense she just is a very attractive person Finnish pm who's under fire we'll show you the video as to why i promise it's it's clean and a whole lot more your questions your comments whatever else we're gonna have apparently disco's answer for his most epic rock ballad of the day Reminder, there's no show Monday, no booze and banter Monday. I'll be shooting commercials for Mammoth Nation. If you cannot get over to Locals, which you should be able to, it's pretty easy. DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. We'll look forward to seeing you next weekend. Otherwise, we'll see the rest of you over on Booze and Banter. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerkwist.com.